Good morning. This is Cheryl Stabler with the Unshakable Woman Podcast. We publish each Monday morning at 5.30 a.m. from the Los Angeles market and 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our mission is to profile women who have conquered tremendous tests in life, encourage women to reach for the stars, and to remind our listeners that we are part of one big family. That family is called Sisterhood. The women interviewed on this podcast share their stories and encourage women on their purpose-driven journeys. As of the first Saturday following the Resurrection Holiday, you can also hear this podcast on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Show, located on the TuneIn Radio app, each Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Connect with us for 15 to 20 minutes each morning and subscribe to the podcast for alerts to our new shows. Share the link and follow our team at Unshakable Woman on Instagram and Facebook. We all have a story. Join us soon and hashtag tell your story. Thank you for tuning in to The Unshakable Woman. Stand by for this morning's guest. Well, good morning and welcome back to another episode of The Unshakable Woman Platform. We are excited that you have chosen this podcast to listen to with all the thousand podcasts that are out there. We're glad that you are with us. Today, we have a special woman who I call an unshakable woman who has tons of stories in her and one that will resonate with the story of Les Brown. You got to be hungry. On the line with us today, we have Miss Johnny Walker, president of NAVFEM, which she will share with you later on in the call. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Walker. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, I'm excited. I Every time I see all these things that you're doing, I, I see that you are managing a lot of balls. And as I shared with you earlier, um, someone who works with you said, Miss Johnny has a lot of stories. So <laughs> in coming to the platform, we like to like to share our stories so we can encourage other women who are listening on the calls. And, and today you have a special story you want to share with us. And, it, and it's about being that woman and being hungry. And so can you tell us? and just just how you dove into the industry where you are now well I, I would like to say you know it started with what you just said uh being hungry i wanted to be a radio announcer uh i'm from grenada mississippi small town about the size of my kitchen here and uh it it, it just everybody said it was impossible that i could never do it uh, there were no black radio stations in my little small town uh, the only mm-hmm. station there was a country radio station, and they really didn't have any black people working there. Uh, but it was just something that I really wanted. I didn't care that it was country music. I just wanted to be at that radio station and working in radio. So mm-hmm. I, it was something that I consistently knocked on the door. I consistently carried this guy tapes. He just would always, he always took my tapes. I doubt if you ever listened to them, mm-hmm. but <laughs> there was one day I went with the tape and I just, I think I frustrated him. Uh, he, he said, you know, go inside, take a seat. I go inside, I take a seat. He comes in, he takes me in the back and says, this is Johnny. 
She's going to come to work for us. I don't know what the hell she's going to do, but she's going to come to work for us. And so he hired me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing is, he hired me and had me answering the phones, which I, that's not why I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there because I wanted to be on the radio. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would always go into his office and tell him that he was kind of like sleeping on my skills because he had me out there answering the phone when I should actually be on the air. And one thing he said to me, you always say something that, which is popular now. (laughs) 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 His thing was to say the ing on the words. And I I would practice, practice. And the funny thing is, I mean, it's a very long story, but he eventually put me on the air. And the the thing is, and how I got on the air was somebody didn't come to work that day and he didn't have anybody to replace him. And I kept going in there like, "Ah, here I am. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So he put me on and uh, he told me not to say a word. Just play the records, play the commercials, don't say a word. And he came in and said, well, you need to tell people what time it is. I said, but you told me not to say anything. (laughs) He says, Hmm. you got to tell people what time it is. So I went on and I, I said what time it was. And he said, you got to read the weather. So I, I, I read the weather. He comes back in and he says, well, you don't sound half bad. Well, what you, <laughs> what you... <laughs> so that was kind of like the start for me um, that day. And he telling me that I didn't sound half bad. And eventually uh, I got an air shift there. And what was uh, kind of like a change in my career, I kept going to him asking him to let me play black music. And mm. he was like, this is a country radio station. We're not here to play what you like. We got to play, you know, what our advertisers will support. And so I went in one day and he was telling me that there were no black businesses in my little hometown there that would support a black formatted radio program. And I said to him, what about the white businesses that depend mm. on black people to stay in business? And he said, if you go get three, go get me three, I will consider it. So I came back with five. I had the drugstore, the discount furniture store. I knew where to go. I love it. <laughs> so when I came back with the five, he's like, they got to sign contracts. And I said, yeah, they all contract, signed contracts. He gave me $100 to go and buy some records, which I already had the records I wanted to play. But he gave me $100 to go buy some records and he put me on at 10 o'clock at night. And these were his exact words. He said, I'm gonna put you on at 10 o'clock. If they come and burn the damn station down, we will have gotten in a full day of sales and programming. <laughs> wow, and what year was this? This was uh, 1980 probably, probably 1980. Okay. Because back then, you know, you had to have a radio telephone third class license before you could go on the air. So I think it was probably like 79 or or early 80 when I got that license. And that's what gave me that zest. I'm going to be on the radio. I'm going to be on the radio because I got the license. Um, (laughs) And so it had to be like about 80. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I mean, you know, I'm in deep South segregation still (laughs) spelled with a capital S. Mm. So, you know, you're in Mississippi country radio station, black person on the air. There were no, I was the only black there. And uh, here I am, I want to play Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did put me on at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that makes the story, which makes me who I am today, uh, I was on at 10 o'clock. He comes in, he says, well, 
because we were getting so many advertisers. He, right. he, we we got to move this down to eight o'clock. So eventually what happened is that show that he put me on at 10 o'clock uh, moved all the way down to 6 p.m. in the evening. So I was on on his precious country radio station playing black music from six o'clock in the evening to midnight, six hours. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, that 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 was uh, kind of like the start of things for me. I eventually left that station, uh, went to a radio station in Memphis, and what changed things for me there, uh, I was an announcer there, but I wanted to program. And one of the guys said to me in a meeting one day, you know, women don't program. And mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean women don't program? The target demographic is females 18 to 34. Women should be have some voice here because... That's our target demographic. And he said to me, well, name a female programmer you know. And unfortunately, mm. I, I didn't know one. I couldn't name one. And so for me, I just set out on a goal that I'm going to program this radio station, which everybody said it would never happen because women didn't program. Mm. And I'm very proud to say that uh, I programmed that radio station the last two years that I was there. And I took it from number 12 to number two. <laughs> so. I love that. I love that story. So you have had this industrious career. You have overcome tons of adversity in the South. And let's fast forward to mm -hmm. current day. Um, I remember someone reached out to me about your organization, NAVFEM, that I want you to talk about for a minute. Okay. And, and I said, well, who is this lady, Johnny Walker? And she, <laughs> says, she says, well, she did this, she did that, she did that. And I quickly picked up my mentors in the business. And they're like, you know, there's Johnny Walker lady. Oh, yeah, let me tell you what she's done. I, <laughs> I caught someone in radio. Oh, yeah, I know her. And my, my, and my sister's involved in the organization. And that's how I got involved with you. So you have this amazing organization that spans the United States, including Canada and Africa. And based on your story that, you, that birthed you, what is it that you want to share with all of those women who look at you as our mentor in getting through obstacles and adversity in this place called the music entertainment business? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? For me, uh, with NAPM, it is the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And the organization got started simply because I felt we didn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. uh, back in, I, I like to say back in the day, you know, if you, if you wanted anybody to know who you were, you wanted to connect, you're looking for a job, anything in black music or the black music industry, you had to go to the conference. Because if you didn't go to the conference, nobody knew who you were. You, you, <laughs> you were stumped on a log or something. So for me, I was going to a lot of the conferences and always the guys were there, total respect for them, love them to death. But I never heard perspectives that uh, were about me, the hmm. perspective of me. At this particular time, uh, I'm working at, I'm at Def Jam. Mm -hmm. I'm in a very uh, influential position at Def Jam. So I felt my voice mattered. I felt, wait a minute, I'm vice president. I should be up there. I should. It was just a lot that I felt I should be doing or could be doing but didn't have the platform to get it done. And mm. so that's when we created uh, NAPFEM. And, um, you know, it, it was born out of a desire to create a voice for us, 
to have a platform for us. Uh, I would always tell guys, listen, 30 days on the road with an artist for you is not the same thing as 30 days on the road with an artist. You better say, you better say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, we live different lives here. So that is, it was like to understand what it's like being a woman in an mm-hmm. industry that's dominated by men. Now, like I said, no disrespect to our brothers because I learned a lot. My mentor, yes. West Party Johnson, taught me this business. So I learned a lot from the men in this business, but I also observed them. And I also mm-hmm. saw how they did things. And so it was like, okay, so they got boys club, then we got to have a club. They do right. that, so we got to do that. And so we created the organization. And as we uh, would speak to different women, you know, we found out I wasn't the only one that had that frustration. I wasn't the mm. only one that felt that way. And so that's how we were able to amass other people to come in and share their stories and tell how certain things impacted them, which really was the birth and, and I would say development of the organization. I love it. So we are in 2020. You're doing these online seminars. You're taking advantage of technology to give back, to have fundraising. What do you see happening for this organization as we move forward? What's the what's the goal that you see in the next couple of years? Well, uh, past Corona. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can we just see ourselves continuing to grow. Uh, we started this organization 20 years ago when we when we shouted for a voice and nobody wanted to hear our voice. But we've mm-hmm. been able to sustain ourselves, you know, so we're looking at all of the different organizations that have now popped up since we came along. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you start something a long time ago, generally what happens is you fade out and the newer organization or the newer group comes in like the leaders of the new school. They're taking the baton and moving on. But a lot of Mm -hmm. these organizations uh, aren't managed, I would say, by people that look like me. So I think that's one of the reasons why we've been able to sustain ourselves. So we see ourselves, say, five years from now, continuing this work. I may not be the person in charge. We've got some incredible women that are working with us, incredible women that are doing fabulous things that can take the baton and carry it on. It's our voice. It's our Mm -hmm. place to have a voice. We are the, the most creative beings on this planet. Just like you yes. just said, with the, even with the uh, coronavirus and all that uh, is happening, it didn't stop us from our mission of wanting to connect with women and at the same time spread love and support women. So the technology is there. We're using mm-hmm. that technology to connect with our, our, our constituency. And we're also mm-hmm. using that technology to raise money to help our colleagues who we know because of the virus and all of these cancellations, they aren't able to work. They're not Mm -hmm. really doing the things that they normally do. So if we can help, Mm -hmm. if we can keep the wheels turning, then that is the mission by which we were formed. And it is the mission by which we exist. And it is the mission which we will continue to thrive upon. Well, there you hear it from Miss Johnny Walker, everyone. I want to thank you just for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come to the podcast and and share these gems with every woman sitting on this line today. Um, I I think the biggest take back is to, you just got to be hungry as a woman. 
Um, and, you know, there was one other thing that you had said, because I have a similar work environment where I learn a lot of gems from men. And, you know, one of my mentors who worked for Dick Griffey for years, I have all these Dick Griffey gems in the back of, <laughs> in the back of my journal. And so, uh, you know, that's a whole nother side to the business, you know, the negotiation and just just standing in the gap as a woman and having men respect you and for what you do. And so I am, I'm just honored that you took the time to be with us today. And thank you so much. Do you have any last words for uh, the women of the organization who may be hearing this podcast today? Well, first of all, it was a complete honor to uh, participate in the podcast today. And if I left anything with anybody, um, it is the word support. Support, Mm. we have to support each other. At the end of the day, we are all that we have. So we Mm -hmm. need to, we should support, connect, empower each other because Mm -hmm. that circle of power is within us. We do, golly, we're the caterers, we're the mixers, we're the production people, we're line people, we're announcers, (laughs) we're stylists, we're, oh my gosh, we're we're the, the therapists, we're the doctors, we're the lawyers. We are so much. We just have to encircle in ourselves and support each other and work together to empower each other. And I I just see uh, just momentous things happening as we work together. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And thank you, everyone who tuned in today to listen to us as we close johnny walker thank you so much again from the bottom of my heart this means a lot to me as a woman in the music industry and for those of you who are listening today you just got to be hungry and being a woman we got to be a little bit hungrier than everybody else around (laughs) us so take these gems with you remember to connect with us on facebook and instagram and our social platforms share the word share the podcast, use these gems, find your tribe, and remember to live an unshakable, unshakable life. Thank you again for joining us. We will stand by for a word from our sponsors. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us today on the Unshakable Woman Podcast. I pray that we have encouraged you to live an unshakable life, no matter what life throws at you. Find your tribe, hashtag tell your story, and encourage another to be an unshakable woman. More importantly, find a mentor on your journey. Find your sisterhood. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have many podcasts to choose from, and we are grateful that you chose to tune into our wonderful sisterhood of unshakable woman remember to follow us on facebook and instagram at the unshakable woman if you want to call in and share your story visit our social platforms on how to contact our team a special thanks to our in-kind sponsors classic public relations a pr firm building your business brands in the los angeles market to infinity travel escapes that soothe the soul 
dreamwatchers.org, providing free performance arts training to Los Angeles kids ages 8 through 18. Visit our social profiles for their contact information. Build your sisterhood tribe and live unshakable. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time on The Unshakable Woman.